What's up, Wanna Coffee fam? It's Kai, and we are back, kicking off season two, and things have slightly changed for us. We will have weekly contributions from strangers all over the world discussing various topics chosen by yours truly. And this is the first time these contributors have spoken to one another, so you are in for a real treat. Without further ado, here's Damien and Rich with Do You Even Manifest, Bro? So, do you even manifest, bro? Yeah, so when she sent that to me, and because she told me about it, Kahiso told me about it, and I started to give her ideas, and she said, nope, I, I got the idea for you. Um, got the perfect uh, co-host to talk about it. So I was like, hey, let's dive in. Um, All right. I, I know, I, I think it means certain things to different people. Um, and I, I'd really be curious, you know, what that statement means to you. Sure. Well, it's funny. Uh, I was thinking about it before. And there are a lot of words in there that I don't often say, right? Like bro is not a word that comes out of my mouth very often. And manifest yeah. isn't a word that comes out of my mouth very often. And, and actually, I had to look up to sort of refresh my memory about what the, the concept of manifesting means in, yeah. in a spiritual context. And um, it's interesting uh, because in some ways I don't practice that, right? I, I, don't, uh, I don't practice a sort of, if I, if I believe that I'm gonna find love, I'll find love. That's not how I approach the world, but I do, I do very much believe in the power of the power of words, right? Like if you if you name something, then it then it exists, right? And um, you know, I well before my current life, when I was in high school, I uh, one of my intentions was to be a, 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 a Protestant minister. Wow! Um, and one of the things that I uh, really sort of glommed onto was um, the the Gospel of John, right? Mm -hmm. And so he was this. Uh, he was really attracted to sort of Greek um, philosophy. And, uh, you know, he talks, part of his gospel, like there's a whole section that's in the beginning was the, uh, the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And that is this whole notion that in Genesis, it wasn't that, that, that God said, let there be light. He said the word light and light happened, right? And I find that really powerful, right? That notion that when you name something, it exists, right? If you name, um, I often talk about it a lot in the context of um, relationships, right? Like if you name, yeah, and often in in terms, honestly, in terms of um, abusive relationships, right? When you finally name what it is, then it's real and you can do something with it. Yeah, it's place. in the forefront. Yeah, yeah. So I, a whole I, lot of stuff. So, no, no, yeah, yeah, no. I, I completely understand. Um, for me, uh, I, you know, I'm not a, a religious person. Um, I come from a family of uh, uh, where my parents were not too religious, and but my grandparents were, were very religious. And I learned a lot of different things from, from uh, you know, both groups, right? And sure. what I've noticed with some of my, my closest friends who are religious or who are atheist or agnostic, um, the, the ones that are, you know, they stay my friends for years and years and close family members are the ones that do what they say and, and say what they mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think coming from my side of it, right, I think manifesting belief is, I think manifesting is, 
you know, saying it, but actually doing it to create change. You know, I believe right. you can pray for things, you can hope for things, but you have to have acts, right? To take something from religion. Right. Yeah. You've got to act on it. You've got to speak it and you've got to believe it. Um, and I think that that activity almost creates a form of, uh, of good luck. You know, it, it, I think mm. it's infectious with, with other people when they see you're really walking the line, you know? So yeah. that's, that's just basically how I, how I always like live my life in, in, in general. You know, a lot of times you have to sort of fight for things that you, you want, things that you need. Um, and if you, if you believe it and you speak it and you just, just with all your might and you try to do the right thing and you practice, I believe that it can, it can come true. Sure. I, I can see that. Right. It's, it, it, I guess it's interesting because it, uh, it, I can't help but thinking about the, what is that book? The power of positive thinking. And, you know, right. I don't, I don't want to delve into politics necessarily. We don't yeah. have to, but yeah. I know that, um, former president Trump, he sort of uh, espoused that notion that if you, uh, the power of positive thinking, and, and I do think that there is something to that, right? Like you, you, you have to have something to hope for, something to strive for, that you can believe you can achieve something. Right. But you know, it, it can also go, and I think we're seeing this now, it can go sideways really fast, right? Just because right. we're saying the pandemic's not that bad or that it's gonna be end, end quickly doesn't mean it is, right? You have to put, like you say, actions to belief and actions to words. Um, right, what is the God helps those who helps them help themselves, is that? Yes, yes. So I do know a little bit, you know, about the good book, um, but I do see that. That, that, that's a good point because I have many friends here, some of which who have caught COVID, um, they still go out, they still party, they still do some yeah. things that I believe are, you know, unsafe. And it is a wishful thinking, but I think they're not actually acting in a, in a way to solve it, right? Because them going out a lot of times creates a situation where their family members get sick, their children mm -hmm. get sick, their grandparents get sick. And it's, I mean, for I don't want to call anybody out, but it's self-centered. Yeah. It's, it's just, you're not actually doing right, you know? And I, I, I I think that's bad. And some of my friends, once they hear this, they might be mad at me. <laughs> I love you guys. I like, I truly love them. Um, but I know that they are, are tired of the pandemic and not sure. interested in, in doing it anymore. To, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, I mean, it, I guess the thing about this idea of manifesting that's that it, it, I don't know if it's interesting or just makes me think is it's this tension between um, faith and and like you said acts that's such a great word right it's a tension between faith and acts and and uh, I, I think you have to have a balance I think right I believe you have to have a balance like you have to believe that things are possible that things are achievable that you can find someone you love who will love you that you can uh, find a way out of poverty that you can um, you know achieve fulfillment in your your life but I, I think you can't just, expect it to happen right? right you have to you have to couple that belief that things can come to you with well how do i how do i help that along right how do i right i'm never going to meet anybody if i have faith that i'm going to meet folks but stay in my house all the time exactly right? <laughs> yeah it, no one's it, just going to show up at my door yeah nobody's going to come because they don't even know you exist you know i think a lot of times people get caught up even if they are religious 
they're not even praying for these things, you know, they're just, just hoping. So if you tell me you're not even going to pray, <laughs> you're not going to go out, you're not going to do anything. Right. I, I don't see you being successful. And I think it leads you to a path of unhappiness, for, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, we, we had an actual situation um, where um, I'm really close with uh, somebody I went to school with and I'll, I'll just change their name to Chris. And Chris is a uh, Seventh Day Adventist. We went to Purdue together and turned out to be a pastor, uh, you know, after college, wasn't even his major or anything, but his whole family was Seventh Day Adventist and he, he went on to be, you know, a pastor uh, within that religion. And I remember when we first got out of school, he was working very closely um, with other pastors, like sort of like a church group and things mm. like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, we're really tight and he knows that I'm not religious, but he would always come and, and tell me, he, you know, he has all these ideas for, for things that the church should do, his group, things for the youth and stuff like that. But he said he would suggest them and other people would suggest activities, but nobody would act on them. Like nobody would do sure, it. Sure. So he, he wound up going to another church um, that was more receptive to that. Yeah. Um, and the, the goals that he wanted, things he wanted to do with the youth, they became manifested. They became real because he got with like minds. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, sir, go ahead. No, no, I think that's good. I, I part of it, I, that, you know, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking that there's, there's not just a tension between hoping and doing, but there's a connection, right? And I wonder if that connection of, uh, between positive thinking and, and, and things happening is that um, when you open yourself to the belief that things can manifest for you, you are more aware of when opportunity arises, right? Because that's the thing. Um, I believe anyway, that uh, the universe offers many opportunities to make your path, right? Um, and, and you have to see it and see that that's a path and make a choice about it, right? Like I uh, like finding somebody to be your partner, right? You have to either ask them out or say yes when they ask you out and see what happens, right? You have to make a choice. Uh, and and so, I mean, maybe, maybe manifesting works for people because it opens up their mind to seeing opportunity and, and being responsive to it. And like your friend who, who saw that there was an opportunity and there was a whole group that weren't seeing it and choosing. And so he said, I got to find people who, who do. Right. 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 Yeah. right. And, and, and I know, uh, you know, a lot of times as you're going through life, you sort of have new challenges, whether it be at work, um, whether it be with family members and friends. And, and I know for me personally, a lot of times, you know, I can get down, you know, I can really get down on, on things. And, and sometimes I say to myself, there, there just is no way to solve this issue. Right. Mm -hmm. No way to fix this problem. Um, you know, I'll just let it, I'll just let it go. And I've, I've really, even though I've seen this a thousand times and I've gone through it, things begin to spiral and, and pick up like a snowball. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I know if I just put myself out there, you know, like take, take, you have a, a family member. Um, I know sometimes my father and my brother, they'll get into an argument and it'll last months. And, and, and I'm just like, man, you guys should really talk to each other. You know, and I'll just say it in passing and things like that. But I know in my heart, I know deep down 
that if I really just sit and talk with my dad and explain, you know, how my brother's thinking and mm -hmm. sit with my brother and explain how my dad's thinking and get us together on FaceTime because, you know, we're all over the country, get, get us together, that I can really create a change uh, in the relationship that will, you know, last for at least, you know, six months until they start arguing again. Sure, yeah. But, you know, I I know that I can solve the issue, but sometimes I just, it just becomes too much, you know, sometimes you just don't want to do it. And uh, that's when I don't believe in myself or I'm just tired. And, yeah, you know, I I know that if I go for it, I'll be able to create something real. Yeah. Well, again, it, uh, I appreciate you sharing that because that's really honest, right? And, but it, I mean, it sort of ties again to that notion of hope and acts and opportunity, right? Like, it's hard to take that step when there's an opportunity if you don't have hope, right? right. If you don't feel like there's a chance. I, uh, I, my, my mother, um, from the time I was about three or four, um, has struggled with lupus, um, and has been in and out of the hospital many, many times. And, and, you know, for decades, they, they didn't know what it was. It was, a, it was at a period of time where they weren't really diagnosing stuff like that. You know, they yeah. just, we don't know what it is. We're going to, frankly, we're going to shoot you full of steroids to make the pain go away and see what happens. And, um, you know, I, I certainly had times in, in my growing up watching her where I felt hopeless, right? where you feel like this is going to be like, this is it. This is it forever. Mom's always going to be in the hospital. What do you do? Yeah. This is what my life is. Um, but having to find, it's important to find the reasons to hope, right? And again, right, it's weird. Uh, and maybe this is just how my brain works, right? Like I, I tend to think about connections. Um, mm. Sometimes it's hard to see hope or find hope if you don't see opportunity. And it's and it's hard to find opportunity if you don't see, if you don't have hope. And it's it's all interconnected in these really interesting ways, right? Right, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, many people, I mean, maybe through circumstances of growing up, you know, like, like yourself, um, whether it be socioeconomic or healthcare wise, they they're like it's I'll say damn near impossible to see a way out to see to see mm -hmm. that hope right yeah I believe there's always there's always some sort of hope there's some sort of angle no matter how small um, to see your way out of uh, of uh, tough circumstances uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you though um, as a teacher do yeah. you you know before COVID and you're dealing with students in person. Do you ever have a student where you notice like, hey, they really could succeed better or they look sad or they look like they're going through something? Um, have you ever like experienced that or worked with them or helped them solve problems like that? Or I know it's out of, out of the purview of what you you know do normally, but. I mean, it, it, it actually is a big part of what I do in an wow. interesting way. And, and I have seen a lot of students who, um, who haven't quite got to a place where they believe in their own ability Right, uh, so I teach um, in technical theater, and I, I I mentor a number of students who are engineers focusing in theater, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, that's counterintuitive. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, uh, I was just working on a whole bunch of math problems for them tonight because I have class with them tomorrow morning. Um, and interestingly, uh, right now, a lot of those students are women. Um, which is, you know, sort of skews the demographic in the College of Engineering at Purdue, right? Uh, we have like 98% women in this theater engineering concentration. There's no other major at Purdue that has that many women, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a long history in this country anyway of high school and middle school teachers convincing women they're not 
able to do math well. You're still doing that? Oh yeah. And oh. you, I see the results of that in my students. Um, yeah. And, and they struggle with this self-worth, self-belief, um, um, right, in their own ability to do the work, right? I, I, the number of students I've had in my office over the years who, who basically break down in tears over it is, is wild. And, and I, I have had to learn to make space for that um, and to help them, I can't even say I help them, to offer what I can, and, and maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't, um, in terms of them being able to see their own, maybe manifest their own understanding of their ability. I, I see that struggle with you because I mean, I guess, you know, I, you know, I'm married and, you know, you're dealing with your wife and I just had a daughter. I'm dealing with my daughter and things like oh, that. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah. She's, uh, she's nine. She'll be nine months next month. So wow. So you're not sleeping very much either. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> she wails at night. That it's like, it sounds like a cat. Like, oh my God. It's just crazy. But, um, you know, when you're dealing from a male perspective, right? Um, I feel like we can solve issues to like make them into their simplest form, right? But with women, they it involves a lot of other, other textures and other layers. And you as a teacher, you know, dealing with women directly. And you, after all these years, you've probably gotten, you know, the experience and the skill to be able to handle it. Um, but it, I feel like, you know, make, tell me if I'm wrong, that it is a really difficult thing to understand the struggles that they go through because quite honestly, from my point of view, it's ridiculous that they would, I mean, I just don't understand it. Like I'm not the type of guy that would even put a woman through some of that craziness in throughout school, but you, you probably see it. And it's just, when you first saw it, it's probably like, man, this is nuts. I mean, it's tough. Uh, uh, and, uh, it's a challenge. And I mean, I think the most important thing I remind myself all the time is that I can't understand, right. I don't have the experiences. Yeah. To understand and and I have the the privilege of being uh, a cis male and white right yeah, yeah. so uh, there are a lot of things that I simply cannot understand I have to just listen right and that's the deal right, right and that's right. often what it really is with these students is listening and then finding an opportunity to say um, yes but look at how talented you are look at this work you've done um, or even you know often the the one that makes a lot of students cry is, I just want you to know that you have value as a person. Wow. Yeah. Right. You're sitting here in my office. You are a person. You are worth time and energy and effort. You have value. And that is that that you know, I had a student say to me once, I've never had anybody say that to me in my whole life. I, powerful. And I think just some of the, when you say that to some of them, it creates little manifesting machines. I hope it does. That's the goal, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a, a beautiful thing when you can get somebody to really see that they're, they have value and that they're worth something. Um, it, I, you know, a lot of people do things, you know, for their own self gain, but the, the gain of seeing other people happy, um, whether it's kids or your friends or, even your pets, seeing your pets happy. I mean, it's, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, just sort of tie it back to, to what we've been talking about, right? Like, how do you, let's say we profess to this notion that if you think it and believe it, it can happen. Um, or even the other stuff we've been talking about, that if you believe in it and that 
leave, gives you the opportunity to see the opportunities and to take action, right? Yeah. If you don't value yourself, how can you ever have hope? Yeah. Right? Like, how do you, how do you operate? Right? That's what's heartbreaking about watching some of these and we're having some of these interactions is I, I don't even know how you get through your day if yeah. that's the base you, you, you operate out of. So yeah. we are just about at time, I think, my friend, which is unfortunate because this is such a great conversation. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I did, before we had to, you know, research this and speak on it, you know, I don't, don't really think about it from day to day, you know, but putting it into words, I, I think that this will help us, you know, continue to, you know, manifest our, our dreams and, and manifest things in the ones that we love. So. Yeah, I hope so. And it's a real pleasure meeting you and getting to know you even in this little amount of time. Yeah, no, Rich, thank you. Uh, great conversation in your, uh, did you graduate from Purdue by chance? Or? Uh, uh, my undergrad was years ago at a school in, in uh, Pennsylvania, but I did do a Master of Fine Arts at Purdue. I finished in 11. So you, I, you're a Boilermaker, man. <laughs> I am. I mean, I've taught here for 16 years, so I, I might as well be a Boilermaker. So All right. yep. yeah. All right, cool. We appreciate you. Thank you. I you will, uh, uh, hopefully we'll do this again. I know they're doing, doing a sort of round robin thing. And yeah, I, absolutely. I hope we do and uh, get some rest and snuggle your daughter. Yes, right now, because she's screaming in the background. Oh, there you go. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> yep. Bye. Do you even manifest, bro? I mean, come on. It's 2021. Who doesn't manifest, guys? No, but in all seriousness, thanks so much for the conversation. Really interesting. That's it for us, folks. Catch us next week for a brand new episode with brand new contributors. If you like what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at WannaCoffeePod. That's WannaCoffeePod. I'm your host, Kai, and let's want a coffee next week. Cheers.